2: There's only a couple guys in the whole world that make me love pro wrestling, and you're one of them. You know all the bad shit you've heard about us? It's
3: all true. But another thing that's true is we love professional wrestling, and that's why we're here. I'm not sports entertainment anymore. Talk to them, kid. This is a new beginning, and it starts to light. A new
4: day is dawning for DX. You know who you're talking to? Hey, hey, clock One, Two, Three, Sixty fans! We're coming at you with another big episode today from AfterBuzz TV. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us. We are gonna be talking about the week's pro wrestling news headlines. Plus, UpRocks writer Bill Hanstock will be joining us to talk about Gronk going all Steve Austin at the Patriots parade. You know what I'm talking about. And a exclusive interview with Lucha Underground's Willie Mack. It's all coming up today on Xbox one two three sixty. My name is Christy Olson, and we got Jimbo over there on the couch. What's, What's up? What's
1: up, everybody? You look lovely in red. Why? Thank you, lady in red. Thank, thank you. How are
4: you. It'll be my new color if you say so. Oh. I'm good, I'm good. And how are you, Mark B. Donica? Doing
0: fantastic, Christy Olsen. Excited to hear from our good friend Bill Hanstock.
4: Yes! A friend to After Buzz, Bill Hanstock, and a friend to everyone. And everyone's favorite former WWE superstar, Sean X Pac Waltman.
3: I'm pretty sure there might be a few people that take exception to your statement <laughs> that I'm a friend to everyone. But
4: well, we got two words for them. What's that? Download I hear it. You
3: Jimbo. What up? When you get up uh, after the show, there's like this permanent like indentation in that couch <laughs> from your ass. We're going to we have to put your name on that couch.
1: It's a put a couch. placard on say? there. Jimbo's get, couch. You should get a little cushion. Yeah.
4: <laughs> you feel those springs there in your I butt? Do,
1: yeah. <laughs> your ass falls asleep after sitting on this for like two hours. <laughs> What's up, Marcus? Doing good, Sean. How are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. I didn't ask you how you were doing, I asked you. What's up?
1: What's up? Uh, uh, <laughs> lights. Lights, the sky ceiling. Nervous. <laughs>
3: oh. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. Wait, this one's getting it's off It's going to be a good day. A yeah, wow.
4: We're a rousing start here at After Buzz TV. Yeah.
3: How about that Super Bowl?
4: How about it? I, I didn't, didn't see one. Usually it's like, of it. how about that
3: leather? Nah. How about that Super Bowl? No, amazing. I'm not a football, I'm not a huge football fan at all. No. I know tons of Uh, football players, past and present, nothing but respect, but I just don't, I don't follow the game enough for, you know, to be considered a fan, Mm. so I was a bit indifferent to actually to the game itself, Um, I always dig the commercials, like a lot of people, but, uh, and really, the the Falcons, I was, it wasn't like I was rooting for any, any one team, you know, but. It did, it wouldn't have broke my heart if the Falcons won. Yeah. I didn't want to admit that around here. <laughs> I was going to say. Because of all the Patriots fans. And mm. I'm a fan of theirs too, you know. But um, after that huge ass-whipping that Atlanta was toting to the Patriots, I'm like, oh, hell no. No, nah, the pa- they can't go down like this. So all of a sudden I, I started caring, you know, especially when Brady started showing a little bit of signs of life. I'm like, oh, shit's on. <laughs> I knew it. I just knew it. I knew that was.
4: See, I'm automatically thinking like a wrestling fan. Like, oh, they did that on purpose. Oh, they got the down as far as they knew they could to make that big sure. old comeback and make that money. Yeah. It was scripted.
3: They had to do something to get people to turn <laughs> it, you know, turn it back, turn yeah. it back on. Right. I, I think. Maria's dad even left the room, and went upstairs, and started watching something else on TV. Oh,
4: yeah. he was he was that disappointed. Yeah. Huh? Well,
3: he gets mad. Yeah. Maria, Maria Menounos' <laughs> father, he does that a lot. But okay, so.
4: Well, how rare I think maybe that you say in a room. oh, how about that Super Bowl and everyone else is like, oh, we didn't see it.
3: Yeah. yeah. No, but, like legit, the <laughs> Pro greatest thing, fans I, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah. Story you could not have written, uh, a scripted ending better than that it was just amazing but uh
4: true that well we got bill hanstock i think waiting yeah. on the line here pretty soon because he's gonna talk about the patriots parade yeah. they had quite a celebration and there were some wwe elements involved there so mark do we have uh, bill coming up here pretty soon i think we got bill on the line right now oh hell no bill <laughs> bill are you there it's AfterBuzz TV. It's true, I'm here. I believe you've heard of us. William! <laughs> from the NXT After Hello. Show and Uproxx.com, we have Bill Hanstock joining us now. What's
3: up, Bill? Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Oh, fantastic. You're Bill's actually right, right next door shot. calling us from right, right next door, <laughs> trying to make it seem big time here. <laughs> 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 big time here. Like <laughs> and <Nicky> last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Well, Bill, you wrote a little article on Uproxx.com covering Gronk and all of his antics, everybody toting around the WWE title. Tell us what went down at this big Patriots celebration.
0: Yeah, the WWE was definitely well-represented. The Patriots received their custom WWE championship belt that Triple H sent them. They were all posing with it. And, of course, uh, people were throwing beer, and we we had reports of people throwing some other things to the Patriots players, but we weren't able to con- confirm that. But uh, Massachusetts is
3: marijuana legal now, so I imagine it might oh, have been a legal. little bit of a
4: reefer.
0: It is legal. It is legal. We heard that people were uh, tossing baggies at uh, the Patriots players, but we weren't able to actually confirm that via video or anything. Uh, but Gronk got tossed a couple of beers, and since he's a big wrestling fan and because his his good friend is Mojo Raleigh, uh, he had to do what any person does when they're confronted with a beer in each hand and people (laughs) looking at them. And he did the stone cold uh, beer chug.
3: Nice. Now,
4: of course he did.
3: Now WWE bill, they've, they've been doing this for a few years now. uh, Whenever a team wins or somebody like, okay, Serena Williams recently, uh, for instance, they presented her with it, with the championship belt. Uh, and I think that's so smart, so smart, Bill.
0: Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's a it's a brilliant move. I, I I feel like it was probably Triple H that that started that initiative, but it was uh it's a brilliant move on their part because any time that they send a championship belt to anyone from the major sports or, or a major athlete, I mean, they get people like. My website writing about it, so yeah, and, it's and easy free press anytime.
3: And the teams just love it, Bill. I mean, they love it. It's one like it seems like it's one of their favorite things when they went. Oh, we're gonna get a belt, belt from the WWE. Yeah,
4: yeah. My yeah, only I'm criticism, sure you, Bill. I mean,
3: you, th- my only criticism yeah. is they should have had a belt for every player on the team. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, WWE. You got the <laughs> you got the bank. Let's. I was gonna say that's gonna this cost right, a man. pretty
2: penny. <laughs> Come on, oh, Hunter.
4: What do we got to do to Actually, get them the to only, pass out titles to the, the top podcast? The what? only
0: time that that happened was when uh, LeBron James, uh, one year, bought a replica belt for every member of the Cavs.
4: <laughs> he Very would. cool. He Very would do nice. that. He would. Yeah. Well, so the crowd's throwing in beers. Gronk goes all Steve Austin, right? He rips his shirt off. I mean, he's a well-known <laughs> WWE fan, though, right? And there have been a lot of rumors that he would maybe step into the WWE ring at some point. What do you hear about that, Bill?
0: Well, Mojo Rawley said a few times that Gronk is, quote, dying to step into a WWE ring. Uh, I actually got a chance to sit down with Gronk uh, not too long ago, last year when he was working on his Nickelodeon show, and he's definitely interested. He's, he's a big-time wrestling fan. He, uh, Mojo Rawley one of his best friends. Oh, and yeah. he's just, anytime he gets a chance to be around NXT or be around the performance center or go to a WWE show. He's super into it. He's like a massive child as far as like uh, just getting into the shows and loving it. He shares a lot with Mojo uh, in that respect. Although he has said, he he told me that Mojo Rawley is too much for him sometimes. (laughs) He has to just get get away and take a
3: nap. He is. That guy's insane. Oh,
1: wow.
3: Yeah, that gimmick is, is like legit. Like, he really is He's that hyped? guy. Yeah. hyped. Yeah. Yeah, but Garth, all those guys, they showed up one time when I was at FCW watching uh, watching one of their TV tapings. And Dean, uh, he, he, his name's Dean Mutabi, but obviously goes by Mojo Raleigh. Uh, mm. They were there all like, Almost all, like, Tom Brady wasn't there, but damn near every one of the other Patriots was there. Gronk, all of them were in the crowd, just going crazy. Yeah, they loved it.
4: I bet he would have loved to meet you. Did you get that opportunity?
3: No, no. (laughs) Uh, Well, you know what? I might have. I don't remember.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm sure Gronk would remember.
3: Yeah, yeah, anyways.
4: Well, he's paying homage to Steve Austin with all this. What do you think Austin thinks about getting this little nod?
3: I don't think he, I I mean, I'm sure it's, it's cool for him, but it just doesn't seem like he's that type of guy that gets all like. For me, if somebody did that, I, you know, I don't.
4: Well, we'd. Love I'd react out. like a little kid, you know. <laughs> we'd make a big deal out of it. Yeah, <laughs>
3: you know, um, I don't think. I think he digs it, but yeah. he wouldn't react like I would have.
4: <laughs> you know. What do you think about all this, Bill? Any final thoughts to add?
0: Uh, I think I think Steve probably gets a big kick out of it because. Uh, during the last NBA Finals, when Kevin Love showed up on the postgame show wearing the Austin 316 shirt and uh, sporting the rattlesnake skull belt, uh, Austin gave him a big shout out, gave him a swig of beer, of course, as he, which is the highest uh, Steve Austin compliment that yeah. can be paid. Of
3: course.
0: Um, so I'm sure he gets a big kick out of it, but uh, I think uh, I feel like WWE and Gronk at some point are going to. They're going to have to do something together.
3: You know what? Seems like a, it. a it seems like a good idea this year's WrestleMania. Yeah. Something at this Strike year's WrestleMania. Hell hot. yeah. For
4: sure. All right. How about someone who's a fan instead of Conor McGregor? Which has <laughs> also been being discussed.
3: <laughs> I'm not more for... Hey, what do you think about that stuff, uh, uh, Bill? While we have you on the line. The Conor McGregor stuff. Uh,
0: I think Conor McGregor uh, could be something really special, just like Floyd Mayweather was, because... Yep. He's another personality, even more so than Floyd Mayweather. He's someone that wrestling fans just hate because of the stuff that he's said in the past. And Connor, as much as he claims to hate wrestling fans and wrestling, he's taken a page out of wrestling 101. He's taken a page out of Shale Sunnan's book and just turned everything up to the next level. He has become the heel in mixed martial arts, the heel in sports, perhaps, and and he's even claimed ownership now of. The strut that he stole with Vince McMahon, he says that he <laughs> has made that strut more popular than Vince McMahon did.
3: Okay, uh, fair enough for him <laughs> to say that, but um, I, it just makes me think that they really have some actual serious plans if he's uh, if he's doing all this. So,
0: yeah, I feel like I feel like. Um, well, th- this is the thing about Conor McGregor, and this has always been the thing about Conor McGregor is if you give him a check that he is happy with, he will. Do whatever you're paying right. to do. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just about it's just about whether they meet his price, whether that's you know five million or ten million, just to show up and and get hit by someone or you know whatever it is to show up at WrestleMania and get booed. If they meet his price, he's going to be there.
3: Here's the here's the thing, Bill. When it comes to WWE and how they when when they bring a uh, celebrity uh, like that in, they will make him. They will stroke his ego like no one else and they will put him over mm-hmm. somebody will i mean you know like they did with what with, with mayweather you know they had him go over on on show uh and that's just what they do there uh they always mm-hmm. they always shine the celebrity like w, wcw bill like they would bring in you know call Malone. they'd have him do the job you know or done it you know what i mean they didn't have a problem yeah. they paid those guys good money so they were going to do what the hell you know eric wanted so there was different <laughs> philosophy yeah. in dealing with the celebrities from the two companies. But
0: how did make Well, Sean let, let me ask that. you, Sean. What's that? Who would you who would you position against Connor? Who would you who would you have? Wow! Give Ooh. Connor give Connor the rub, or have Connor give the shine to
3: whoever that? Yeah, whoever it is is got to be up there for. Not I don't Nora. know, man. I don't know, Bill. You know, I haven't gotten that far in my in my head yet because, uh, <laughs> really, like. It's only just recently I started going, okay, this actually is going to happen. I think he's going to end up in, you know, in a WWE ring somehow. So, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah.
0: It sounds like Marcus has an idea.
3: What's that, Mark? Well, Donica? I don't know. I
0: don't, I, don't, I don't have an idea. What? I
3: said Nakamura. Oh, yeah. Nakamura. <laughs> no, that was
1: Jimbo.
3: Yeah, but I don't know uh, if, oh, if Nakamura Jimbo. is a big enough star. Like, well, big...
1: I think that's just whoever they put him in the ring with is going to be now at top yeah. level, so that's a good way of getting yeah. people who are kind of iffy about Nakamura and don't really know. Showing him this is an established mm. character that is at the top of, the and chain. he is another over-the-top sort of character. So those two meeting in the middle could be fun. I,
3: there's just not going to be enough shit talk between the two. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: What, so. what I, I think what I would have to do is if they're gonna, if they're gonna have uh, Connor get the last word, which they usually do because he's a big celebrity. I'd position him against someone like Neville.
3: Oh, wow. Really? Because I I was thinking it would be somebody way higher up on, you know, as far as, you know, we're talking about feeding somebody's ego here.
0: Well, I just go back to what they did with Stephen Amell, and they they positioned him against the person that made the most sense character-wise. They had the supervillains against Arrow, the superhero. Right. So I would put, not only you have, not only has Neville be, you know, a, a the the Irish guy versus the British guy, but also you have you know Neville looking to make a name for himself, saying he's the king of the cruiserweights. Maybe you don't play up the cruiserweight aspect because you don't want to make Conor seem like a little guy, but you also don't want to put him up against anyone who has any serious size in WWE because, well, anyone standing next to Conor McGregor, there's the, the risk of making Conor McGregor look like the... Small. Guy that he actually well, is. Like a short, short he is. He is what he is,
3: and and I mean, it, it wasn't really an issue for for Floyd Mayweather. I mean, I didn't think. Well, that's true. And 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 you that's know, it, what started making me uh, think, Bill, was uh, there was some shit talking going on at one point between Seamus and and uh, and Conor McGregor. So maybe there might mm. be something they could do there. Who knows? Oh.
0: And also Connor and and Roman Reigns got into it. And I think that having somebody that wrestling fans hate as much as Conor McGregor is a good way to get them to cheer someone Mm. like Roman Reigns.
3: Would you think that maybe Conor McGregor could be uh, utilized as a special referee?
0: Yeah, for sure.
3: Maybe that might be a good idea. Maybe an
1: enforcer character? Yeah, the Mike Tyson role.
3: Anyways, when you
1: bring up Neville, it made me think Austin Aries would be great cuz they could go on the mic against each other. I just that think that be,
3: Conor McGregor is going to want to beat the shit out of somebody. That's a lot huge. bigger deal than yeah. Austin Aries. I really do. It makes sense. I mean, these things that I mean, we they seem cool in our minds, mm-hmm. but like if you yeah. look the at masses. it if you look at it from how like the top, the heads of WWE are looking at it, I don't think they would ever even consider McGregor that.
1: To put him in the ring with someone right. like that. Yeah. yeah.
3: And especially to give the rub. Because yeah. like, that's a hell of a rub, man.
1: Mm-hmm. And do you think as yeah. far as uh, the size difference, they put Mayweather in there with the big show because anyone looks small compared to the big show? Yeah,
3: that's probably... A, I, yeah. I never thought of it. but I mean... Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if you put
1: Connor in so, there with somebody that... Like, and, like a Kurt uh, Hawkins or like an Austin Aries who everyone thinks is a small guy and then you see they tower over him... Like, huh, hmm. that dude's really tiny, but You
3: you know, Bill, I heard that actually Mayweather wanted to wanted to do the job at WrestleMania. And Vince was like, Oh, really, on, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. That's actually true. So huh. and I heard that from wow. somebody that would know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> we will take your word for it. Yeah. And thank you, Bill, for uh sharing your words yeah, with man. us today. Anytime you got sure, a big breaking you. story, you let us know. You can call in and chat about it.
0: Oh, thanks very much. I'll talk to you guys soon. All thanks, right. Bill.
4: Thanks, Bill. He'll Have an awesome you. day. And you guys can check yeah, out all too. of Bill's WWE coverage at uproxx.com, and he's also on the AfterBuzz TV NXT After Show. So make sure you check that out. And while you're doing things for me, go to prowrestlingtees.com, go to Sean Waltman's store, and get your very own Jimbo's modeling it for us X Pac One Two Three Sixty T-shirt. These are cool, and it makes you part of the crew. So do that, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, you don't want to miss any of these juicy exclusives. We got Willie Mack coming up in a little bit. All of our episodes are there on iTunes. Please hit subscribe, and we would love it if you all would rate and comment and uh, write us a little bit of a review. Let us know what you think about the show. We want to know what you think, and also that uh, helps us in our ratings, so... We're we're on top on your podcast. We want to be on top on the charts. So actually, I don't think Sean cares about that, but <laughs> I do. So like, rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you very much.
3: Pretty easy to be a part of the crew around here.
1: Just need a shirt.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
4: hey, we're very welcoming.
3: Very cool, right? Yeah, I'm all for it. I Anyways, it. buy the shirt. Damn it. Buy the, it. Shirt.
4: Buy the right. shirt and now I'm listen to it. some XPOC one two three sixty. News of the week yes. break it down x
0: 12360 wrestling news
4: with a rumor that is now confirmed. This is for sure. The Rock and Roll Express will be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame this year. We know it's all going down March 31st in Orlando, live at the Amway Center. Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson will be there. This is long overdue and well-deserved. These guys had eight reigns as the NWA World Tag Team Champions. They've reigned uh, like 15 different... um, companies and man 40 years they've been in the ring they're still doing it yeah. this is uh this is well deserved as i said yeah
3: i don't know anyone or i, I can't imagine one person one wrestling fan of course there's going to be that one asshole uh. but especially now <laughs> I that said something yeah yeah you're an asshole talking <laughs> to you anyways that would have a problem with the rock and roll express being in the hall of fame Congratulations, fellas! I, I, you know, I can imagine those guys might have thought, "Geez, I'm not going to hold my breath waiting for this." Mm-hmm. You know, just because they weren't really a WWF WWE tag team, although they were there, they were right. there at the same time they I made was. Some
4: appearances in the '90s, yes,
3: in the early '90s, uh, but. How can you, how can you overlook the Rock and Roll Express? Come on, one of the greatest tag teams of all time, well, right up there, top five tag teams of all time, for Easy.
4: sure. And in addition to what they accomplished themselves, the impact that they had on yes. the future wrestlers and future singles competitors and tag teams.
3: Next to the Road Warriors, are right up there with the Road Warriors, the most copied act in the history of wrestling. I mm-hmm. think, or yeah, up there, yeah,
1: for sure. Who do you think ducks them? Uh,
3: Jim Cornette. I don't know.
1: That's a speculation that people are tossing around, but people Why not? don't
3: know how Oh, come on. That's bullshit. Look, WWE is way bigger than petty bullshit like that. If Rock and Roll Express want Jim Cornette to induct them into the Hall of Fame, then Jim Cornette's going to induct them into the Hall of Fame. Bottom line, end of story, period.
1: I thought Steve Corino would be a good option if they didn't want to go with Jim Cornette cuz he's it's, already working for WWE, he's a huge fan of them, and it'd be a good way to reintroduce them to the WWE universe.
3: No, Jim uh, Cornette. Nobody can talk very few people on on the same level as Jim Cornette when it comes to talking, uh, giving a speech, just in he's just an amazing orator and that should be the guy.
4: And he would want to do it.
3: Yes. Right. Oh my god, hell yeah. I can Yeah. I don't think Jim. I think Jim thinks that chances are unlikely, and I think he's wrong. Well, I know he's wrong.
4: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to two more guys who will have a big weekend at WrestleMania. One, two, three. The much-anticipated Goldberg Brock Lesnar match is going down at WrestleMania 33 as Goldberg accepted Lesnar's challenge on Raw simply by saying, "Brock Lesnar, WrestleMania 33, Orlando, it's on." That's all it takes. We all know that they had their first encounter at WrestleMania 20, and then again at Survivor Series this year, which lasted only a minute and 26 seconds. And Goldberg, of course, eliminated Brock Lesnar in the Royal Rumble, too. So they have got a score to settle, although people are wondering if this maybe will end up being for the Universal Championship because sure seems he like interrupted it. Of course Kevin it and yeah so he and Kevin are going to have a match at WWE Fastlane that's going down in a few weeks on March 5th and that will be a title shot for Goldberg so he says Kevin Owens you and your title are next he does have two matches remaining on his contract Goldberg does by all reports this Fastlane match and then Wrestlemania so we'll see how this all goes down
3: yeah, I, yeah look it seems like they're it seems like it's almost telegraphed. Like you get, it's just too obvious that, okay, he's going to end up with the Universal title going to, into Mania. So it makes me wonder, like, is he really? So we'll see. Uh, I, they definitely don't need uh, hardware, uh, you know, for a prop going, you know, a belt. Right. They don't need that. So it, it it doesn't hurt. It You know, it dresses the match up a little bit, having a title on the line, giving their, you know... Making it, you know, the stakes higher, but they just don't need it. No,
4: they and, really don't. And that would involve Kevin Owens losing the title, yeah. which I don't really see happening and, either. And
3: just open up a whole other can of worms. And you can't run your company based on backlash from, you know, a certain subset of fans. But uh, you have to be mindful of that. At the same time, they're still part of your WWE universe, right? So, and their their you know their voice counts too. So, um, I just. Why do it? Why do it? I just don't see it. Like, the deal is, is how do they get out of that match, though? So we'll see how creative they can be without, you know.
4: We have less than two months leading up to it, so who knows what story we will get in the meantime. Always like
3: to, it's always a good idea to have a finish already figured out before you book an effing match. That's all I have to say.
4: (laughs) And would you say that that happens pretty often or not?
3: Not nearly enough.
4: Okay. At all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of what goes on behind the scenes, let's move on. Scott DeMore has returned to Impact Wrestling. He is the former head of creative there. And that now, when he's back, he'll be filling many roles. He's already working in international relations and creative, and actually helped broker, help Jeff Jarrett broker this deal with Pro Wrestling Noah that yeah. TNA has teamed up with them. We don't have a lot of details on that. Both companies have announced it, and they said they did hold a press conference, but pretty much all they said is we're looking forward to making a formal announcement yeah. in the future. So apparently, Scott DeMore had a hand. In that, and he will be having a hand in much more that's going on behind the scenes.
3: Scott is Scott brings a lot to the table. He was, you know, uh, he was actually a pretty good professional wrestler as well. Yes, and, and uh, I've teamed with him up in the Windsor, Detroit area
4: in Canada.
3: Oh yeah, I think it was Border City Wrestling. I think it was, but anyways, uh, Scott and and Jeff Jarrett are, are close. Mm-hmm. There, they tr- You know, Jeff trusts Scott. Scott did a great job on a lot of things and uh you know you you don't put i guess you're not putting a title on somebody because you know he's wearing wearing many different hats and I think that's uh what makes somebody valuable in, in our industry mm-hmm. you know you need to be able to do a bunch of different things and scott Scott Moore can
2: mm-hmm.
3: you know he's a businessman also he's yeah. a, he's runs successful business outside of wrestling so.
4: Seems like they're well. They're bringing back a lot of people from behind the scenes and front of the camera from back in the day. Well, there,
3: a lot of these people, Christy, were people that did a good job. Like, and, and no, I guess people didn't realize it until they un, until they saw how bad of a job could actually be done running that company. Mm-hmm. So, you know, <laughs> uh, I it would be nice to get some, you know, some new new blood in there, some fresh blood.
1: Yeah.
3: New eyes on something, uh, also. So um, hopefully they do that as well. Fresh blood as
1: in like talent no one's seen before? No,
3: I'm talking about, you know, administrative talent, uh, administrative, uh, well, their talent too, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, creative, all of that. New ideas and and marketing just, you know, there's a lot of things that that, that professional wrestling is on the cutting edge of entertainment wise and a lot of shit that uh, wrestling's behind on. You know, or has no, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So hopefully, I just think that I think teenage going to do well or they're going to survive. Yeah. You know, uh, and not. They got the hearties. And not just, like, let me just rephrase that. Not just survive. I think they're going to do fine. You know,
4: perhaps even thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Sure.
3: Why not? Especially in, in the environment that that's okay, the professional wrestling landscape is, doesn't suck right now mm-hmm. and it's getting better. Mm hmm. And it's nice to see it finally getting better again. Yay.
4: And <laughs> hey, like you said last week, it's a good time to be a pro wrestling fan. It's a fan. great
3: time to be a professional wrestling fan.
4: Absolutely. And this has been your X Pac 12360 News of the Week. I'm Christy Olsen, the managing editor and chief correspondent of Afterbuzz TV's Pro Wrestling News Division. And I'm sure we'll be making some big headlines in this et- next interview. We will be right back with Lucha Underground's Willie Max. Stay tuned. What's up, party people? Roxy Stryer here from The Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro. We're your twice-weekly broadcast of one man's midlife crisis and the mad millennials in Star Trek uniforms that follow him. And I'm one of those millennials, Lauren Magrasso, here. We've had some amazing guests like Russell Simmons, Ileana Douglas, and Craig Gass. Coolio, right?
1: Christian Blatt in the house to tell you to go to thetomorrowshow.com to check us out. We're live every Monday and Thursday from 10 to midnight Eastern. That's thetomorrowshow.com. Be there, be square, whatever that means.
4: We're back on X-Pac 12360. Growing up in South Central LA, today's guest was determined to blaze his own trail in the pro wrestling biz. He began developing his in-ring skills as a teenager, working the SoCal indie scene while continuing to train. In 2010, he went from pro wrestling gorilla, faithful spectator to competitor when he made his PWG debut and continued to dominate there for years. The winner of the 2015 Champion Wrestling from Hollywood, Red Carpet Rumble. He even beat out the man sitting right here next to me, known as the Mac on Lucha Underground, where he's noted for his high flying antics, athleticism, and big old personality. Chocolate Thunder is rolling in. Please welcome Willie Mac.
2: Yeah, all right. How y'all doing tonight? How was that, Willie?
3: Everybody else, you know what? Everybody else puts over the introduction. You didn't put it over.
2: <laughs> What's up with that? Well, it did just catch me waking up. I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: but, that's all right. It's only one here.
3: Well, appreciate you appreciate even joining us, man. You're a hard man to get a hold of these days.
2: Uh, not really. You just got to hit me up on the Facebook and the Twitbox and all the other good stuff, and I'll hit you back.
3: I'm just, I'm just giving you shit anyways. But oh. hey, Willie... And I can, okay, people don't know, and I can understand why, because not many haven't told the story much, but uh, I've known you forever. Like I mean, not ever, ever, but I, I've told a story. Tell me the first time we ever met
2: and how that happened. It was crazy. It was like I was 14, and I was at the high school, and, you know, Marcus Haggerty, my teacher, he you always know, used to go to Hollywood to the Rainbow Room out in uh, Sunset, and he said, yeah, man, I met X-Pac. He said he wanted to come by the school. And us, we like, man, you don't know X-Pac with your lying ass. Shut up. <laughs> you man. Like, I'll bring you by the school, Willie. Watch, watch, watch. I'm like, all right. Sure enough, he pull up in his little green car. And who we see in the passenger seat? None of the X-Pac. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. Come on. And we chopped it up. And I told you about how I go to XPW shows yeah. and want to be a wrestler. As soon as I graduated high school, I was going to get into it. You said, all right, man, do it and keep it up. And, like, when y'all was leaving, like, one of the teachers was like, we was like, we're going to tell them to suck it. He was like, hell no, don't do that, don't do that. And we was like, get you crossed. We were like, X-Pac, you look back, we were like, suck it. And you was yeah. in the passenger seat, you stuck your leg up and gave us the crop shot back. <laughs> that was my day.
3: Yeah, it was a great day for me, too. Um, I just... When I saw Willie, I was like, oh, my God, there's no way this kid can be, like, a kid. Because, Willie, you were the same size then as you are now, I swear to God.
2: Yeah, pretty much always been big. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, and you were actually, you know, because, you know, I can I can understand why, but you you kind of had the, uh, it wasn't a standoffish attitude, but you kind of had the, I'm a badass, you know. You're well, projecting an that. You're projecting that, and I'm thinking to myself, man, I hope I hope nothing happens here, and this this kid gets you know too lippy with me because I'd have a hell of a time having to do something with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> some 14 year old kid kicking my ass, making on TMZ. Some, some TMZ. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. it was really cool. And, and the next time I saw you, Willie, that I remember seeing you was when we were uh, shooting that WSX pilot. Is that
2: correct? Yep. That was around that time, and I met you one more time at a random New Japan show that oh, they did at, the at dojo? Hollywood. At the dojo. Oh, no, uh, no. Oh, oh, no. At the uh, Hollywood Athletic yeah. Club by yeah. Amoeba Records.
3: That's right.
4: Did you remember him as the 14-year-old kid that of course you had, I didn't did. want to get into it
2: with? Of course I did. Of course I remembered, <laughs> didn't I, Willie? Yep, because Haggerty was like, hey, X5 Games from past pass to the show, but I got something to do tonight, so I'm going to give them you. I'm like, "Free wrestling tickets? Hell yeah, yeah. All access pass? Of course. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it was, you know, when I saw Willie at the WSX, i had been a few years, and I wasn't surprised at all. I, I just had a big smile on my face, and I said, I knew I'd see you eventually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How good did that feel with x remembering you?
2: It was awesome, because, you know, like, this fool, a superstar and everything, been on TV, been around the countries, everywhere else, and he remembered me from, like, a few years back, and this awesome because most people they'd be like oh okay i like you say the hi just to get him get back off of you but like he actually remembered me i'm like damn
3: yeah of course man and i just you know you when you see certain people and you meet them you just there there are certain people that you meet and and they just have it Mm -hmm. you know to have this thing you can't you know the x factor we used to call it until the tv show
4: well, yeah, it sounds like almost you—you you sense that you would be seeing Yeah, him yeah, again no, in the I knew,
3: I just knew, and it's easy for people to say those type of things after the fact, and, and I do it a lot, but <laughs> I really did. I knew, I knew, and and Willie, you know, I was a big, I've been a big proponent of yours, and you know, really pushed for uh, for Willie to get into uh, NXT, but um, you know, um, their loss. <laughs>
4: That's what right. happened? Tell
3: well, us about that, Willie. Well, we'll just
4: get it out it. of the way, just once,
2: Willie, and then we'll get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I got him to do it, and like they're like, all right, you're gonna have this tryout. You told me about it, and I was like, all right, hell yeah, I'm down for whatever. I'm getting paid to. Did it in February. Heard back from him in March. Got signed, because a lot of people think I got signed in September and released in September. No, I was signed for six damn months. Yeah. Wow. Then I finally had to say all my goodbyes and had to remove everything around to get ready to move to Florida. October 27th of 2014 was when I was supposed to report down there to NXT. Well, they did the physical and talked about, oh, we can't sign you because the doctor said, there's something wrong with your knee. I don't like how your blood pressure is. I'm like, all right, uh, can you send me the medical results and stuff to see what's up? Sure enough, I got my release. I got called on a Friday to release, and they sent it on Saturday through FedEx. But you think I ever got that medical stuff? <laughs> nope. Well,
4: I've, I've heard you say that before in, in interviews, but you kind of speculated that maybe once they've heard that, once you've said it, that you would get some. So, still no medical records.
2: I ain't got a damn thing. No scan. No FedEx. FedEx is fast as hell too. But <laughs> nope, nothing in the mail.
3: Yeah, I know FedEx is fast as hell. I got fired by it one time. <laughs> but anyway, no, you know, and like, and <laughs> and WWE's defense on on that it is so freaking hard to pass a physical uh to 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 go to work in WWE as a wrestler uh or even a referee these days. Yeah. I and I say this and I mean it uh because it's true. I'm going to say probably more than half of the people that I wrestled with back in the days mm-hmm. would never pass the physical now. And that's that's the truth.
4: Not like when they were in shape that's they right. would've even passed it.
2: No, no way. Wow! No, well,
4: if well, was- I was born
2: back in the day, I probably have a job now. Damn right! Uh, and you uh, will. And, and
3: it it the thing is, Willie, is you will one one day uh, on your own terms, which is going to be better. That's the thing, Willie. I, I wouldn't. You know, uh, it just wasn't the right time. Even though it was, a, it was a mad hassle and you know a letdown. It, it wasn't the right time, and now uh, it seems like you're. Uh, you're uh, running on all cylinders, and, and shit's just going really good for you.
2: Yeah, because it's like, I guess it's like a test from upstairs. Yeah, Big man, man. upstairs, because it's like, all right, you want to go this direction, but I'm going to put you this way, and it seems like what I'm doing on Lucha Underground is putting me like in a bigger light than I probably would have had if I was in WWE. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like it's showcasing me a little bit more. Yes. And and
3: you're going to be more valuable to them making a big name for yourself and developing uh, yourself uh, on your own, on the independence. And and that's, I think, what what they've come to realize, you know, with guys like Seth Rollins, Kevin Owen, guys like that, that those guys had to go prove themselves and, and you know, grow on the independence, you know? So...
4: Willie, have you gotten any indication from anyone there or anyone who works with the folks there that maybe they still have an eye out for you or that there is a chance that you may be returning there in the future?
2: Um, not too sure. It's like, I guess they don't really know too much, but like they say your name come up a lot. But it's, I don't know what to take about that. Be like, all right, my name coming up, what that's supposed to mean?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I know this. When I was like on Twitter, uh, Back when all this happened, I was pretty upset, man. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I shed a tear when I found that out. Uh, I think it was Kevin uh, KG Kevin Gill told me uh, while while I was doing a show, um, and it really upset me. And so I I kind of said some things on Twitter, and and Regal came to me and, and and just said, Hey, come on, man. Like you know, we really wanted that guy. You making us sound like we're you know, this or that. And so he kind of. So I know that they really dig you, Willie. I know. Uh, I, I know they think you're great and hopefully, uh, well not hopefully it will um, it will happen if you choose for it to happen but right now uh, Lucha Underground is what's going on for you and how's that going man?
2: It's going good because like I came in because people knew I was signed there and got released and another thing about the release I hated people thought it was because they said oh we smoked weed Right, he smoked weed mm, right. and bought. Six years? What you talking about? I'm the cleanest, healthiest fat dude you ever seen. What you talking about? I'm doing a job. yeah, y'all stop smoking weed for a minute. Yeah. Hey, but, but then, like Lucha Underground is like, I came in right after I got released, and sure enough, it was a dark match. I went out, and the crowd erupted. Got on their feet, and. I never felt happier because I felt like I didn't want to wrestle ever again. Like once that happened to me, it was like I ended up homeless. Uh, I have 10 pets to take care of. And we all was out on the streets, basically, and the girlfriend. And we had to relocate to Vegas just to get back up on our feet. And it was like Lucha Underground came at the right time because I had no kind of financial backing after everything else happened to me. And I'm glad they hit me up when they did because Conan was like, we heard what happened to you when we offered you a contract. And I'm like, at this point, I don't care. As long as there's money in my pocket to feed my little family I got, I'm going to take it and make the best of it.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of the contract and the money there, they've just announced that seasons one and two are going to be available on Netflix and that there's also a season four coming to the El Rey Network. So is that uh, are we going to be seeing you on season four for sure?
2: I hope so. Hell yeah. And they on Netflix too. That I mean, they're going to have to up the pay grade. Right? Yeah, baby. That's what I was going to
4: say. <laughs> Is that part of your contract? Like if that would have happened? Or you thinking you got to go back and renegotiate now?
2: I, I can't disclose too much of that, but best mm-hmm. believe I'ma have some negotiations and whatnot
4: going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got to see the second half of season three first. Can you give us any uh, any teasers? What what's the mat gonna be up to? Uh, the mat gonna
2: be up to taking on Johnny Mundo in an all night long match for that Lucha Underground Championship and uh. I'm just gonna say stick around. The rest of the season is gonna be awesome, so just check it out and stay tuned. That's all I can say. Hey, be back to me, baby.
3: Willie, what's the stipulations in an all night long match?
2: Uh, it's just like a Iron Man match, basically. Yeah. It's like the whole entire episode is around us and I'm like, damn, y'all putting that much trust in me to put me in an hour long match with Mundo for the title? Hell yeah, I'm gonna make the best of it, but I'm probably be tired afterwards. <laughs> yeah,
3: well, yeah, but you're gonna have a hell of a match. I guarantee it. Uh, it'll be great. I Absolutely, be great it match. will.
1: How important is winning gold in any company you go in, but especially in Lucha Underground, and then making you their flagship heavyweight champ to you?
2: Oh, as a kid, you always knew the main person with the title was like. That, that was the dude. That was the one you were supposed to look up for. and Like, the company is putting all the backers behind them to put them on the front to be the, what you say, like the flagship? Yeah. The one to lead the way for it. And it's like, that's a lot of pressure. But if they putting it on you, that's for a good reason because they trust in you. Because sometimes the dudes who have it don't even trust themselves. But somebody else got confidence in you, that make you feel a like, Feel more powerful than you already are. You are.
3: <laughs> hey Willie, um, what about uh, like all the guys that that you work in uh, Lucha Underground with right now? Who are the guys that you have uh, the best chemistry with?
2: So far, a lot of them. Like I can have a good match with anybody. It's goes
3: awesome, without saying.
2: Let me see, like. Mundo's good. Yeah. Brian Cage, of course, because everybody loved me and him matches for some reason. Tejano is awesome. Damn, uh, there's so many. Drago's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Pythagore Jr., they all pretty good. Phoenix, that's a bunch of people to name, and I ain't going to name all yeah. of them because I'm running Sure, the yeah, yeah, part. yeah, yeah.
4: Well, when you go up against those guys, we see on Lucha Underground, and you're using Steve Austin's stunner move. You're chugging beers. It seems like it's a bit of an homage to him. Is that something you've ever been able to talk to him about? How he feels about that, or do you care? I uh, don't you know, like it. I'm
2: pretty sure he likes it because he watched the show. But it's like his fans is the one that get on my head a lot. They be like, "Oh, you just trying to be like Austin. Why you doing Austin move?" And they'll tag him in like Twitter posts. I'm like. Well, damn! Why don't y'all hit up uh, people who do the drop kick and say they copy and miss the perfect or whoever put on a sleeper hole? Call up the first person, to do that. Why y'all hitting on me? Because I'm black. That's probably what it is. <laughs>
3: that's, I guarantee you. That's what it is. That's all. It's it's just yeah. They're just racist. I guarantee you.
2: And it's it. like, it's like I, I do the, stunner. the reason I do the stunner is because it's awesome. I'm a Austin fan. He seems fine with it. And no matter if you're tall, skinny, or fat you can hit anybody with a stunner
3: very exactly Willie. and i I try to tell people that uh your finish has to be something you can do to anyone of any size you know if you have to pick somebody up to do your finish not a good idea in my book unless you're like you know mark henry or somebody like that you know somebody that you know it's gonna always be that strong. strong Oh, he's I got, know like he is.
1: Freaky Willie strength.
3: Willie, <laughs> really? let me. I got. And speaking of uh, what Jimbo just said about you being freakishly strong, do you? Do You'd work out? Do You go to the gym? No. Nope.
2: <laughs> 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 I knew it. I love it. I knew it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> he's more agile and strong than so
1: many wrestlers. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. It, 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 it's it's natural ridiculous. talent.
3: Insane athlete. Uh, in, insanely strong and it, and God given. God gave it to you. Your parents and God Damn Making me sick
1: <laughs> Speaking of your parents Can we talk about Foots?
2: Yeah, go ahead What's, up? Tell, What's us some, up?
1: tell us some good foot stories For you For the people who don't know About your dad
2: Well Foots was 81 when he passed And he was an older cat And um He was tall I don't see how the hell I'm so short He was about 6'6 but the thing about him, he was from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, from the country. And he liked to walk around, basically naked, around the house.
3: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry.
2: Or he'll have a t-shirt and some socks and be somewhat decent.
3: Sounds like Dick Pockwinkle.
2: Because I tell my homeboy, Biggie Biggs. You know Biggie Biggs, right? Yeah, Ray Biggie Biggs. And uh, he tornado. I'm like, all right. They went over to my house to drop me off. We had to grab something. And I was like, hey. I'm going to tell you this right now before we walk in. All my daddy wears is a shirt and some socks. They're like, all right, cool. I'm like, no, listen. (laughs) All he wears is a shirt and some socks. They're like, all right, damn, okay, cool. Sure enough, as soon as we walk in, we had like a little studio apartment gimmick. As soon as we walk in, I open the door. My daddy right there in the kitchen cooking up some eggs with a T-shirt and some socks on. Balls and Johnson and ass just hanging out everywhere. (laughs) And big was like, damn. And I was like, I told you, I told you. What's the deal with that, man? Hey, he old school, he old, he was like, if you was 81, would you give a damn? You're like, it's my house. I if guess they don't not. like it, they can get the hell out.
4: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Willie, I'd love to hear more about your childhood and growing up. And what kind of a kid would you say you were? I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, were you, I mean, did you always have such a big personality? Were you always so darn lovable? Well, I guess so, because it was kind of tough for me
2: coming up, because I was in foster care my whole life. Yeah, because, like, my mom, I was born like an 80s baby, which is basically your mom did drugs, and they had you in the womb, and it passed on to me. Oh, shit. Plus later, I got caught in a fire, because my mama was high on some stuff, and she was trying to cook something and burnt up the house my hand caught fire and like a part of my leg and my bigger sister who was old way older kicked in the door and got us out and i ended up in foster care with a person named ira richardson she took care of me she was a family friend and she raised me as her own and then like all i had was really wrestling to look up to because it was like I had to deal with going to special education classes, too, because there wasn't nothing wrong with me. It's just like, oh, he had drugs in the system when he was younger. Let's just throw him up in here. But, like, y'all see I'm normal as hell. And, like, the thing was I wanted to do something different because I saw wrestling. I'm like, damn, these people having fun and traveling. And I see I was living in the hood. I don't want to, like, be a statistic, I guess. Like, oh. Look at him. He's going to rob somebody, kill somebody. He's going to try to come up in our house. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I want to be able to say I traveled the world. And when people look back on me, they'll be like, oh, he was doing good. He wasn't out there looting or doing nothing stupid. He was making a positive impact, even though it's just wrestling. But I could go out on the street. People be like, hey, you Willie Mac, ain't you? And not, oh, you're going to try to steal my purse and just run across the street. Something like that. So, yeah. Well, oh, no. something so to get me away from it. <laughs> so when
3: you're when you're a kid and they put you in these special egg glasses and they tell you something's wrong with
2: you, you might actually start believing that shit, willie. I know cuz well, it messed me up. But I knew some I knew it wasn't wrong with me because I grew up and functioned normally but like is just one thing that messed you up in the past, it'll label you for the rest of your life and I was like like the school I was at when you came up there. Yeah. It was it's, like, you saw me, I wasn't bad. I was just a normal kid just doing sure. what I knew I mean to do. Well, I mean,
3: it, it, a lot of people wouldn't say y'all were normal. It's just, it, it, it was normal to y'all. You know, that was y'all's life. But other people like that come from different walks of life would see that and think it was anything but normal height, you know? And, uh, um, but Willie, uh,
4: but in South Central yeah, LA, it's, it's pretty normal. And and what about your friends at school? Did you guys get together and watch wrestling? Like, what what kept you on the on the right path?
2: Well, yeah, some of us will. like, uh, another teacher would take us to a wrestling show once in a while. His name was Edgar Rotado. He took us to uh, SmackDown in Anaheim. And We oh. watched that on a Tuesday, and it was it was awesome. And then. We would just get together and be like, "Oh, what you think Rey Mysterio gonna do tonight?" And click up and like chill. But like, I was the only one that stuck with it because it was like three of us that said we was gonna be wrestlers, and I'm the only one that's progressed and gone through with it. The other dudes I don't really hear from no much. Just like a little higher, what's up on Facebook? And were they were, they
3: were they were they people were they kids in the same foster uh, care as you?
2: Oh no, They was uh just people that went to the school. Ah, uh,
3: you know, we were they like in the same class as you? Did I meet
2: them as well? Yeah. No. Yep, it was the dude. It was a bigger dude with like a big old nose. Yeah. He had like curly hair. And then it was another short dude named Joshua. And like, who was the happiest ones to meet you? Because like, the other fools were like, oh shit, you're a wrestler. But then it was like, they didn't really like, you know. Sure, of course. Yeah. But, but Willie, you know, um,
3: I was I was thinking about your your class that you were in, and you know I like joked about it and said it was like the welcome back Cotter class, and a lot of the older people or a lot of the younger people are like, welcome back Cotter. What the hell is that? <laughs> you know, but you know, Willie, how are the other kids? You know that were in that class, like, you know, like some of them dead, some of them doing well, some of them fall off. You know how?
2: how yes, are you- um One of them got shot, Uh, another one got hit by a bus. And like, some of them was homeless and stuff like that. Cause I, it messed me up. Cause I was on the bus going like the blue line station to LA, the train station and I was going down and I looked out the corner of my eye and I looked again. I seen this chick with a little, two little babies chilling, begging for change. And then I looked real good at her face it was one of the people that I went to school with at that same school you came and visited.
3: Damn, Willie. Yeah.
2: And I was like, it messed me up, because I was like, damn, you was like one of the hottest chicks at the school. You looked like you was going to do some good, and you had good grades, but then here you are right here.
3: Yeah. And people talk about wrestling and how it you know, can be such a bad thing to get into. It, it can also save a person's life, man. And And I feel like it did that for me. You know, um,
1: sounds like it did that for Willie, too. Instead of being another, you know, statistic, you broke stereotypes to show that you could succeed at what your goals were. And look at where you are now. Now. Yeah. Now you go into the supermarket in Vegas and people are like, oh, it's the mech." <laughs> yeah.
4: How did you go from being that 14 year old fan to finally hitting the ring and starting to train? How did all that happen for you?
2: Well, again, Marcus, how did he hit me up and said hey, Willie, you like wrestling so much. And we used Yahoo search because I don't think Google was around yet. And we looked at wrestling schools in Southern California, and the one that popped up was Pro Wrestling Revolution, Revolution Pro. And I went there on one of my days off from school when I was 14 after I met Pac. And uh, trained for a little bit and had some fun because it was preparing for a show on Saturday. So everybody was getting their little intel in and whatnot, trying to work out their match and training. I was like, you know what? I'ma wait till I'm eighteen and graduate from high school and get my diploma and I'm gonna be right back here in four years. Sure enough, I graduated on a Wednesday, training was on a Thursday, it was Jan January- it was June twentieth, two thousand five, when I graduated. And then the next day I showed up, bought me some wrestling shoes and some knee pads and something to work out in and started training. Nice. Now You're really seen by Joey, right? Joey Ryan. I was seen by too many people.
3: <laughs> and that's good, man. I mean
2: E.J. Perkins, Joey Ryan, Rocky Romero, Alex Kozloff, Aaron Aguilera, Skydy, Lil Cholo, Martin Marine, uh Infernal, a bunch of folks. Too many people I can't really yeah, it's a lot.
4: Some of those guys aren't a whole lot older than you or, or wouldn't have had a whole lot more experience than you did at that point. Yeah. Is that right?
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
4: How do you look at those guys now? Are you Do you stay in touch with the, obviously you wrestle them all the time, but what is the? what do you guys talk about when you get together? Is it like, oh, we never knew that this was going to happen or, hey, we're right where we always thought we'd be?
2: Well, yeah, something like that because we all look at each other and know where we came from, it's like we was wrestling in little marketplaces or outdoor spots. Now we're in the little arenas and stuff and we're wrestling on TV. And you was like, damn, did you think 10 years ago we'd be on television? And I was like, hell yeah, that's what I was striving for. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we have a question
1: from a fan. Jason Worthing wanted to know if you keep in contact with people like TJ and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and all the people you wrestled in the indies that are now
2: in WWE. Yeah, mostly I'll just talk a little, say with some what's-ups to them on Twitter, and whatnot. Me and TJ Perkins be playing on the PlayStation. We play a lot of Overwatch and Battlefront and Battlefield 1. Kevin Steen, I ran into him like once after he got signed, and that was about it. Was. Sami Zayn, I ran into him a couple times when I worked at Evolve.
1: What was their uh, interaction with you since they've been signed? Were they like, "Oh man, I can't wait till you're up here to wrestle with you up here?"
2: Yeah, it was kind of like that, but then the whole thing happened and it was like everybody got quiet, you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, it's kind of hard, Billy, really, cuz people don't know what to say it, it, cuz it's like you it's like, "Oh, hey man, I'm sorry." You know, and that's what everyone would say and it just it's just a real awkwardness. Like you feel like shit for for the person, but it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Another question we had from Jason Worthing was, have you ever had any negative encounters with any wrestlers?
4: Yeah, it sounds like there's so many guys that you looked up to, and I know you must run into them.
2: Uh, nothing really I can say right now. Ah.
1: I can think of two. I don't know if we want to talk about it, but I'm going to bring up two. One is your match with Shad Gaspar at QPW. Oh, you want to man. tell that story?
3: I, oh! I don't know what we're talking about here. I'm not familiar with this.
2: Willie, no? well, it was a uh, for a company called Quintessential Pro, right? Yes. Yeah, and I was supposed to wrestle. I was supposed to wrestle Brian Kendrick, but uh, he called off, and I guess he had Shad as a replacement. And you know how the thing goes, like, all right, this is the card, this is the lineup, this is what's supposed to happen. But he switched it around. He's like, oh, I'll do it for you any day, but I can't do it right now because I got a big movie coming up and this and that. I got commercials and whatnot, so I'm going over today, and I'm I'm like, all right, screw it, I don't care. And then, sure enough, that's what happened.
1: So basically, he changed the finish on Willie in the match he, Willie was supposed to go over yeah. to make storylines and future shows work, and then he changed that. So then from then on, the, the show had to put on the lineup, do not change any finishes, Damn. basically. Hmm. And then the other one that comes to mind was in your three-way match with you, Scorpio Sky, and Teddy Hart. Oh, yeah. You want to tell that story?
2: <laughs> well, the thing with Teddy was just random, because like some. What happened was we were supposed to do like a spot afterwards. It was the three of us. It was supposed to be four. It was supposed to be me and Ruckus versus Scorpio Sky and Teddy Hart. But Ruckus couldn't make a slide or something happened like that. Well anyway, we work in the match. Me and Scorpio do a spot and I leaned over and he was supposed to kick me in the chest, but I don't know how this happened. He kicked me right in balls. <laughs> Who, Scorpio
3: or Teddy Hart? Scorpio.
2: So I was curled over in the corner. I was like, God. was like, God, I'm sorry. And this is in the middle of the match. And Teddy Hart come over and start working some heat on me. And he was like, he got mad like at the promoter during the match. He was like, why you got me here with green guys? who can't remember their spots and this and oh, that. Jesus and I'm Christ. like thinking to myself, I just got kicked in the nuts. For real? And you want me to? No, that's hurt. But then. He start kicking me in my face when I'm down on the ground. He kicked me once, and I'm like, all right, let me see how many times this motherfucker think he gonna do it. <laughs> I kinda pushed got push-up position on the second one, and then he kicked me a third time. I got up, I just lit his ass up with some chops. Yeah. I'm like, come on, pop!" He 4 me, hit him even harder. He 4 me again, hit him twice as hard. He 4 me one last time, he knew that chop was coming, And when I went to chop him, he threw up both his hands. So I'm like, all right, I see what you're doing. So when I put the chop on him, I used my left hand to grab both of his hands and move them away from his face. And I slapped him right in his face.
3: Oh, shit.
2: (laughs) I went the roll out the ring. I kicked him right in the middle of his spine and to cracked his ass on the way out and told him to get your ass back up in the ring.
3: Yeah, what happened then?
2: At the same time when that thing happened with Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston. Yeah. What? remember when called Kofi stupid because like Ted DiBiase Jr. tripped him on the top rope and he would like fed up too quick for the RKL or something and he got mad at him for that. I was thinking that same thing when I was in my match. I'm like, hell no, you ain't gonna try to f- embarrass me, fool. What's your right. problem? I don't care what your name is. Damn.
4: Well, is it? <laughs> Let's talk about Bola a little bit and PWG. I'm sure Jimbo has some of those kind of questions.
1: I mean, how how was it Just the experience from going as a fan in the sweat box at the Jewish Community Center to finally getting to wrestle in PWG, not alone wrestle in PWG, but wrestle top stars and names and see your character build and the crowd get behind you. What was that like?
2: It was awesome because you're going in there. I was a fan. It was like I used to help set up the chairs and stuff because I was a big wrestling fan. I set up the chairs or help put up the ring. I was like, anything I could do to get close to wrestling, I'll do it. And then here I am in the locker room with people that I've been watching for like years as a fan at PWG and it's like, man, I remember when you wrestled Christopher Daniels here for an hour and this and that and now I'm getting to wrestle you tonight. It's like dream come true type stuff. It's weird because it's like alright he's a normal dude like me but I actually watched him for a long ass time and they have videos of him it's, it trips you out when you're in there to work with him and then when it happens and you feel good about it and everything turns out great it's like alright now I show that I belong here like I'm not a fan no more but now I'm actually a pro wrestler doing what I'm supposed to do <laughs> is there any
1: moment in PWG or match specifically that really sticks out to you? Like, for me, it was your send-off. It was very emotional, especially for someone like me, who'd seen you grow. I remember you coming out as a manager for Infernal, and finally seeing you actually get to wrestle and telling you how impressed I was. And you were, like, angry with me. You're like, huh. I was like, no, man, you really did good tonight. I didn't expect it. And your words were, people don't know I could do shit till I do it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: that sounds about right. Well, we haven't, we haven't seen you at PWG since that send off. Are any plans to return to their shows?
2: Well, when you're a wrestler, you ain't got no plans just to get more bookings and it's up to the promoter to hit you up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I swear I'm just a state away and a phone call away and it'll probably be a cheap ticket, but they know where I up. They know <sighs> how to count.
3: <laughs> Willie. Uh- I don't really hear your name uh being thrown around like over in the UK or anything
2: like that yet. You've been over there? Uh 2011. Huh. Just cuz I went for 6 weeks. I did WXW in Germany. Yes. And then I went over to Brian Dixon's camp oh, over did you? there for All-Star wrestling. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was the experience Yeah, like at please the tell us camp? about that. Yeah. Well, it's funny because you know about the digs. If You've been there. The digs is something. The shower was broke. <laughs> what and, do you mean uh, the digs? The washing machine was broke. What are you
3: talking about the digs, Willie?
2: Oh, Brian Dixon's house. He has an, uh, in, in it? Birkenhead, England. There we go.
3: Okay. Is that where uh, everyone stays?
2: That's where. That's one of his houses, but like mostly the wrestlers stay here. Yeah. And so I don't know why he cuts off. Because he thinks if he leaves the Wi-Fi router on, it'll catch fire and burn up the house. So, like, at 6 o'clock in the morning, as soon as you hear that click, that the switch go on, everybody pick up their phone or their computer and get that Wi-Fi. Because as soon as 10 o'clock hits in the morning, he's gone and everything turns off. Except the TVs and whatnot. I'm like, the router ain't going to blow up. We got people to call and make sure everything's straight back in the United States. What's wrong with you? <laughs>
3: Who? Hey, anybody? Anybody that uh, that we heard of uh, wrestling on on those shows in uh, in England with Brian Dixon?
2: Yeah, it was me, Drew Gulak, uh, Jonathan Gresham, uh,
3: Eric Cannon. You heard him? Before? Of course, I know Eric from Minnesota. Totally. And uh,
2: Darren Corbin.
3: Yeah, Minnesota oh, boy. Oh,
2: Darren. Love yeah. Darren? Yeah, he's
3: awesome. Uh, who up here with? Was was uh, Gangrel over there?
2: No, he wasn't there that time. Jo- uh Joe
3: Legend? Yeah, oh Joe. Yeah, just Joe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> but that Brian Dixon's uh it's called All-Star Wrestling. Yep. Right? And uh these shows he, Brian Dixon's like the the longest running promoter in in the UK. And uh is all like very dependable as far as the amount of shows you're going to have working for him. You know, people might say, "Oh, he doesn't pay very much," mm-hmm. or whatever, but you're getting steady work and uh and gaining experience and uh and that, but you know, they would go around to all these different camps in the summertime where everybody goes to vacation, and that's where all the shows are or pretty much, right?
2: Yeah, the Butlins and the Haven camps. Yeah. Hey, I felt bad as hell when I went there the first time cuz uh it was summertime, like you said, and it was Fourth of July. Yeah, we were driving around London, and it was dark. And I was like, "Where are the fireworks at?" They were like, "What you mean?" I like, it's the Fourth of July, and it was like everybody got quiet. they were like, "We don't celebrate that here." And I was like, "Oh, I'm in a different country." right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, it might be a little. Willie's
4: all uh, waiting for the fireworks. It,
3: it might still be a sore subject to them, Willie. They probably thought you were. They probably thought you were screwing with them.
2: My first time was a genuine honest question. I felt bad as hell after I'm like, no. <laughs>
3: well, I think it's about time for you to go back to UK, man, because things are on fire over there. You should go get get you some of that.
2: Oh, hell yeah. I miss having that HP sauce and those bangers and mash and that cider.
1: Oh, it was cider. <laughs> so you've you've been to the UK. I know you toured Australia with Lucha Vavoom, and yep. you're doing Mexico with Lucha Underground. Uh, have you been to Japan?
2: Yeah, for Lucha Vaboom. Oh, you were we for Lucha uh, Vaboom as well. What was that experience yep. like? It was sweet. The Fiji Rocks Festival, it was pretty good. We got to see... uh, What's that one? The Lumineers or whatever? Oh, the oh, Lumineers. Yeah. So,
3: they just sold out Madison Square Garden, but anyways.
2: Sorry. They was there... Uh, who, who else was there? Outcast and... DMX and a bunch of random people just was, like, out there, and it was like a camp-type gimmick. And it was up in the mountains on the old ski resort. So we getting around to see all this beautiful scenery, and it was fun. And, like, the people really dig me. I had my purple fuzzy boots and my pimp coat and did my little chocolate thing, and they was going crazy. You know how Japanese folks is usually quiet when they watch wrestling? They were screaming when my black ass got on here!" Yeah, I was going to
1: ask how the Japanese <laughs> reacted to the Lucha Boom because it's very different. It's more like a variety show that has wrestling in it than just like a wrestling show or s- uh, certainly a wrestling show that Japanese fans are used to.
2: Well, they reacted to it pretty good. I thought it was going to be eh, but since I guess they used to DDT and hustle and whatever else they got out there that's like comedic type stuff, they was used to it already. So they liked it. They loved it. Yeah,
3: they get it. They they understand that you know it's not, you know they understand it as what it is. Like yeah. they they got used to that back. They used to be a a, um, a promotion over there called Hustle. I don't know if you're yeah. familiar with it. Well, they would take guys like Takata, the shoot fighter, you know from UWF. He he played a guy named like General Takada, you know who's like the fascist character. <laughs> I mean, it had all kinds of crazy characters, and they were like, you know, people like Minoru Suzuki and like legit like you know serious pro wrestlers over there doing that and it was entertainment rest they people knew you know so it's cool it's cool they've gotten to that point over there
2: what was the monster dude huge gay something he was huge something who huge gay something he was something oh like no that. Razor Ramon
3: hard gay he was called there go. Yeah, yeah. That
4: what?
3: yeah yeah what
4: he, a gimmick
3: yeah. and, but he didn't look anything like Scott Hall's Razor Ramon <laughs> He he, you know, he looked like a male, like a kind of like a, a Japanese Chippendale guy almost. Oh wow! Well. Yeah, I can't remember the exact nature of the gimmick, but it was over huge for a while in Japan.
1: Really? Uh, Hargey is is a uh, like a variety show comedian type. Yeah. So so it, when he transitioned into wrestling, it became it was even bigger.
3: Right. So so you know more about it than we do, Mark.
1: It's flipping hilarious. And, yeah. And the Japanese people love
3: him. So was I right? Was I right when I was talking about Hustle? Yeah. Okay. Just wanna make sure. Don't don't be afraid to correct me, y'all, because I know I'm not perfect. I learned that.
1: In <laughs> rehab. <laughs> well, recently, Willie, you just had a match against R V D at PCW. How was that? What were your thoughts?
2: That was amazing. Because it was like I know it was an older cat, but like when we got to the got there, I was like, all right, he probably ain't gonna want to do nothing, but then we start putting together all this sweet stuff, and I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, we want to do some shit." With you. I'm like, "Yeah." It's like, man, I told him I was like, you know what? When I had Raw versus SmackDown, I it myself, and I was with Rusty for the championship, and you win, and I'd win. But now it's really happening today, and like, you could see the genuine smile and stuff on his face when like he would go over his spot. But then I'm like, "All right, I remember that you did this with so and so." He was like, "Oh hell yeah, you remember that." I'm like, yeah, you did it with Jerry Lynn. That's what made yeah. y'all pop off and get famous. So, hell yeah, we can do that tonight.
1: Nice. You said we, that like, in the match, too. It made me laugh so hard. He went for, like, a chair shot or something. Willie's like, I ain't falling for that. You did that shit to Jerry Lynn. <laughs> and
2: everyone was just laughing. Like, he went for a leg sweep, and I jumped up and leg dropped him afterwards. And he was like, oh, so you watch my stuff? I am like, yeah, you tried to pull that same shit on Jerry Lynn. You ain't getting me. Good. nobody nobody else
3: seems to do any uh any studying or any research on their opponents if they did they would they would be able to do more shit like that you know um i like to i like to i like to study study tape of my opponents before every match
4: yeah well well, when i was growing up watching a lot of these people it sounds like as a fan have you ever had a hard time wrestling someone because you were fanning out so hard
2: no, nah, because at the end of the day, I was I always think about what my daddy Foots told me. He was like, I was like, oh, he's such and such. And he was like, all right, do we breathe air? I was like, yeah. Do we eat and drink water? Yeah. Do we have to take a shit? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's different from you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's
4: a great outlook. Yeah. I like that.
1: <laughs> Speaking of Foots, what do you think he would say if he could see you doing all your stuff in Lucha Underground and everything right now?
4: Well, he was
2: prideful, but I'm pretty sure hopefully he would have liked what I'm doing. As long as I was having fun and not getting hurt, he didn't care. Because like I remember I won the championship wrestling from Hollywood television title. He was laying down in the bed, sleeping. It was a Sunday afternoon. I won it. And sure enough, I came straight home. I laid the belt on him. I said, Daddy, check out what I got. He looked up and lifted it up. He's like, oh, that's nice, son. Show me to me in the morning. No, I'm proud of you. And I took the belt off of him and yeah, that's
3: how he was. <laughs> wow. You remember do you remember the uh, red carpet rumble? You and I were in it together? Yep. You remember what happened at the end? Oh yeah, when you got flopped out. When I got flopped out. <laughs> like Who you was like. Like you had nothing that? to do with it.
2: I, I just lifted my arms up. I didn't know you were gonna go all the way.
3: Arms. Yeah. Yeah. You Willi- going in? Willie backdropped me over the top rope. I couldn't even, he backdropped me so, it was like he didn't give a shit. He's like, I don't care who you are. He's like, I'm trying to get over. He (laughs) backdropped me over the top rope so far I couldn't even touch the ropes. I landed on my, my my right knee's already screwed. I landed on my left knee. I thought that one was done. I couldn't walk. Wow. I legit couldn't walk. And it was all Willie's fault. Had nothing to do with me just trying to take a hell of a bump.
1: (laughs) Willie gave me a backdrop into a swimming pool once, and I was just like waiting for the water. Willie, like, backdrop- where's the water? <laughs>
3: Willie backdropped me off the roof of the Rainbow Bar and Grill one time.
4: Really?
3: Yeah, just trying to top <laughs> your story.
4: Am oh. I like the only one who hasn't been backdropped by Willie in this room?
3: We've got to get that Next, t- next time no, you're in L.A., hit Willie, me up, Willie. Willie, I had a lot of fun out there in, in that red carpet rumble, and everybody took really good care of me. And I just, man, I got carried away, Willie. I still get carried away out there. I was having a lot of fun with you. Uh, the people loved you. And I was just trying to, you know... I was trying to give you the uh, the endorsement and uh, and just trying to do the best job I could for you. And that's what happened. That's what I get for doing that shit. I'll never do it again for anyone.
2: But you was up
3: there hype as hell and ready to go. Yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah, too, because I remember you came in, I heard your music, you ran in, I did the bumper feed for you, and then I was under the ropes and since there was so many damn people laying down in the corner like some assholes you hit the rope to do your little spot with a air across I think yeah. and sure enough when you pivoted to come back to hit the ropes you stepped all on my shit and I was like oh dope
3: <laughs> <laughs> I swear it was an accident <laughs> so that's why you did that to me Oh, <laughs> uh, what happened that's why, you, that's why you back dropped me all the way to the floor where I got I- hurt
2: you said it. You
3: said it. I'm just <laughs> giving you shit, Willie. Anyways, and I'll, I'll I'll cut it out. It's not getting over too good, anyways.
1: Oh, <laughs>
3: so, it's I think I think we kept Willie long enough, man. I
4: have, you think we've harassed him yeah. long enough.
1: I have one more question for you. So I know how much you love animated series, and you're a big fan of Metalocalypse and cartoons and whatnot. If you could be an animated character in any cartoon, what would you
2: pick? Animated character in any cartoon? Uh, probably Black Dynamite. I guess.
1: Not what I was expecting at all.
2: What you expect?
1: I thought you'd pick like a Pokemon. I thought you were gonna say.
3: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Uncle. What's his name from Boondocks? Oh,
2: Uncle Ruckus.
3: Yeah, Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> no,
2: I'm just kidding. Hot show that's coming up. It's called uh, The Legend of Chamberlain Heights. Yeah, oh, that, oh, that show is cool. hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> Check it out if you ain't watched it yet. Legend of Chamberlain Heights.
4: <laughs> well, Willie, how about you tell us about your upcoming wrestling shows and stuff, too, where we can come and see you?
2: Uh, all right. I just got to walk over here to my calendar. I got a legit calendar. I got to write stuff down on because, you know, when you get older, you forget stuff. You know, well,
3: because you yeah, like you're a busy guy. You mean like a paper calendar that you write on with a pen, an ink pen? Uh, You see
2: this? Where's it? You see what? that? Got oh, it
3: is, t- it, oh, is t- I- it is the year 2017, Willie. <laughs> <Uh-oh>.
1: <laughs> Did your girl hook you up with that to keep you organized? Yes, let's talk about Ophi before we let him go.
2: Yeah. I got a, a show December, tw- I mean, the 12th of this month, coming up in Denver, Colorado for Pomero Bro. I got a show in Phoenix, Arizona on the 19th for Poor Lucha Libre. Uh, the crash in Tijuana on the twenty fifth. That's Conan that and them's promotion, right? Yep, it's nice. pretty good. It's picking up so far, and then a lot more stuff coming up soon. And I got a lot more dates to fill. So hopefully, people hit me up so I can get some cash. to feed
4: yeah,
2: my, my, my hamsters and my four turtles. Yeah, hey,
3: wow. send a tweet out with your open dates, and I'll and I'll retweet that shit. All
2: right. Actually, I just retweeted a tweet that. My girlfriend sent out what's she at? I know you in here. She probably hey,
4: don't yeah, want to She probably
3: let's don't want to be on camera. That ain't nice to do to a lady.
4: Let's say hi to Ophi. I... Well, she probably
2: hiding somewhere. She's probably in bed. Baden- <laughs> <laughs> nah,
4: She's I'm probably kidding. wondering who the hell you're talking to, Willie. <laughs>
1: how uh, how important is having her supporting you and having her around helped you out in your career and just in life?
2: Oh it's great because it's like, like when I was going through that WWE thingy when I got released I yeah. felt like the worst person in the world and didn't want to get out of bed, didn't want to do nothing. Yeah, but the thing is she was pushing me. She was like, you know who you are. It's their fault. They, they let you go. They're going to realize right. later on that they messed up. So you just keep doing what made you popular and what made them want to sign you in the first place because like I don't want to have nothing to kind of do with wrestling. I said I was going to quit wrestling before like anything took my love away from it. But she kept me into it and had that. She had my back basically through everything and just lifted me up through shows. When I was like, man, I can't do it. She'd be like, come on, go out there. they paying you for this and the people want to see you. I'm like, all right, I'll go out there and do it and end up having fun. And I guess I'm back to my old self to love and wrestling again nice. like I used to. That's
3: the kind of that's the kind of woman a man needs around is a woman to build that build that man up instead of tear him down. That's uh, you're pretty blessed to have a lady like that, Willie.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking for a minute there. I'm thinking she's probably standing right out right outside the camera <laughs> with the gun to his head, making him say all this shit. <laughs> no I'm just kidding, Willie. I'm just kidding. She hopefully she knows that. <laughs> But, well,
4: Willie, thank you so much for giving us your time today. This has been so much fun, yeah. as, as we knew it would be.
2: Uh, Hope you yeah, had yeah. fun, too. Thank y'all for me on. And if y'all want to support, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees, Willie Mack, and pick up my shirts.
3: Yeah, do you it. You need to get yeah, that
2: old school
1: Hershey's bar that you used to have, like your first shirt that said, like, the Chocolate Juggalo. You need yeah. to get one of those on Pro Wrestling Tees.
3: And it was a brown shirt. It's yeah. the only brown t-shirt I've ever liked. Yeah. Actually, like, cause you know what I think of when I think of brown, you know, chocolate? not something. No, not chocolate. <laughs> so, <Bobby Brown. laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well,
4: we'll make sure to check it out, Willie.
2: <laughs> yep, hit me up. Y'all see my Twitter handle down there. Hit me up on that. Hit me up on the Facebook. I got a fan page now, official Willie Mac, because I got too many friends. Glad to make a fan page out of nowhere. Instagram, the same thing too. So. Yeah, keep up with me. I'm going to be in your city and town. Request it from the promoters, too, because they be holding out sometimes.
3: Where are you you now, Willie? Before I let you go, where are you now? Are you in LA or are you in Vegas still?
2: Las Vegas, Nevada.
3: Nice. Well, hey, man, it makes it harder for me to uh, come see you, but hopefully uh, I get a chance to see you soon, man. It's been a minute.
2: Hell yeah, man. Hopefully we can get together with Haggerty and Pops if you pick up his phone and yeah. hang out
3: sometime. <laughs> People are going, Who the hell's Pops? Anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, thank you so much, Willie. I'm I'm I, I just I hope you know I'm I'm extremely proud of you, man. And uh and uh thank you for spending your time with us. I know it's not something that I I know we, we got you up early this morning. So <laughs> thanks, man.
2: Mission hey, bro. thank you for having me on. Hey, y'all had me on here. I mean, y'all got confidence in what I got to say. So, hell yeah, I'm going to be
4: thankful.
3: Thank you. <laughs> yeah, man. We'll talk to you later, Willie. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Peace.
4: Bye. Oh, wow, gosh. I just love when you have such a personal connection with somebody like that. Yeah. It just really makes for such a great interview. <laughs> that was fun, but we're going to have more coming up for you right after this. Stay tuned. Uh. curious xm stars channel 109 it's called conversations with maria and it's live monday through friday at 10 a.m pacific 1 p.m eastern go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info buzz you later welcome back to xpoc12360 the show that allows sean to catch up with his old friends
3: it's true though
4: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah i mean i've never had a chance to actually sit and talk to willie about a lot of those things
4: mm-hmm.
3: you know I mean, yeah you no, heard some for,
4: stuff you haven't known yeah, before of course. right?
3: yes and. Uh, the same going to be said about so many people um, I'm going to need to actually just bring on the show so I can catch up with them And it's cool though because then the people can uh, be in on it, you know, everyone yeah. out there listening, yeah. and I dig that I dig that, they should I mean, because some really cool shit gets said during conversations with my friends and a lot of it it's like, man, I wish that some people could hear this, and they can Yeah. they can, just subscribe to us on iTunes
4: yeah. Hey, I like it. Getting all pluggy. See how I did that shit? Gotcha. Well, I like that. Well, while we're telling them to uh, do stuff again, you have a show coming up this is it Friday or Saturday the 18th, FullyLoadedWrestling.com. You can get your tickets. That one is in Newtown, North Dakota at the Four Bears Casino. So you know there ain't a whole lot else to do in It's Newtown, up there near Minot. Yeah. I haven't been, I haven't it's been a up little chilly up there.
3: Minot, North Dakota. I was eighteen the last time I was in Minot, North Dakota, and I wrestled Jerry Lynn.
4: Wow. Oh wow yes. Yep. God, I can't believe how you remember that stuff. That's yeah. crazy. Well everybody go and get your tickets for that and so speaking there, of
3: there was this guy named Tony Denucci was in the bathroom on the toilet stall sitting down. Like I'll let you be, have use your imagination as to what he was doing. <laughs> and so I never I didn't need I never
4: you know, the trainer? Tony no, DiNucci? Tony DiNucci
3: no. was just some guy that was stealing. Okay. Dominic DeNucci. Oh right. Yeah. No, but anyways, it could have been anybody. But if you knew Tony Danucci, this was funny. Um, I kicked the door open while he was on the shitter, and I zapped him in the chest with a cattle prod, <laughs> and he flew all the way up against a freaking wall. Yeah, I think I, I think he might have had a bit of a mess going too, but they left it left like a big red mark on his chest.
4: Yeah. So you got some antics uh, in, in yeah. mind for North Dakota then this
3: time around? <laughs> I would be hot if somebody did that to me. I was just
4: going to say. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'd say. Not only were your tased, mm-hmm. now you've probably got like crap all over yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, man. Did so, he ever get you back?
3: No. No, (laughs) No, actually, he got me back by having a really shitty match with me. (laughs) He just wasn't trying to get me back. It just happens that way a lot.
4: Well, speaking of all your friends that you've had on and the the folks you know and how that makes such a great interview, I gotta tell the people that we will have Joey Ryan with us in studio next week. He's gonna be sitting his butt right on the couch. No, no, no. no. He's gonna be sitting his butt right here in this chair. I'm gonna put my butt over there. It's gonna be a whole thing. We're... We have a place for chairs. all the butts. Don't yeah, worry about it. Exactly. But his Hold will be butts. here with us, so that should be a lot of fun.
3: Oh, I forgot. Well, I, obviously I'm looking forward to Joey Ryan. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know I'm a big Joey Ryan fan, right? Yeah.
4: I think but, everybody is. Yeah.
3: I just ate real quick. I forgot to mention at the top of the show because we had Bill on. Uh, happy 93rd birthday to Mario Maglieri, the owner of uh, the Rainbow Barn Grill. It was oh, his, nice. Yeah, his birthday party was yesterday. It was smaller get together but yeah it was cool yeah this guy man he's yeah. yeah he's still sharp sharp as can be hips are bothering him but i mean just razor sharp upstairs
4: easy know exactly how much your tab is there <laughs>
3: hey i pay my tab i don't I never run up a tab i pay as I go
4: i believe it Oh, yeah. well, happy birthday, Mario. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And guys, if you're looking for a gift for somebody or for yourself, because you deserve it for watching this show, hit up uh, Sean's sh- uh, store, right, Sean's, <laughs> Sean's <laughs> Pro, Pro Wrestling Tees, and get your X-Pac One Two Three Sixty 2, shirts, and you know I'm always giving you the news reports and all that. You can always hit me up at Christy Reports and let me know what you think about the show. I love to hear from you. Jimbo, where can everybody reach out to you at?
1: Follow me on Twitter at Jimbo in the Booth. Buy my Young Bucks documentary, The Young Bucks Two Sweet Journey, at highspots.com. Also, check out WrestleCon for those click reunion. Uh, get your tickets for that. Yeah. Go for the top tier if you can afford it, because it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience.
3: Thank you, Jimbo. Cross off
1: your bucket list.
4: That's sure. right. And make sure you give us a thumbs up at facebook.com slash xpoc12360show. And follow us on Instagram at xpoc12360 for some fun exclusives. And Sean, where can they reach out to you at?
3: You know, at the real X Pac,
4: the
3: real one. Yeah, the, the real one. one. Yeah, that's it. That's
4: it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, oh, hey.
3: Instagram. Yeah. Oh
4: yeah, Instagram. Well, the one that I, I tag don't, you that I never stuff. use. Yeah, no, I see know. them on
3: my phone. I see these like Instagram tags, Instagram, Instagram. But I just,
4: yeah, I can't get it. I can't.
3: I, I'm, I'm over having to try and do it on the phone. No,
4: I know. I'm with you. If
3: Instagram, if you could do it from your laptop, I'd be all over it.
4: Mm-hmm. You know. Get on it, Insta.
3: I mean change that shit just for me, Instagram. <laughs> I'm, dare you. I'm sure they're anyway, listening. Hey, so. And thank
4: you all for listening.
3: Yeah. And anyway, we'll see you next week. And we'll or you can listen to us yeah. next week right here on After Buzz T V and iTunes and what else? Soundcloud. YouTube. Soundcloud. Soundcloud. Yeah. Are we on Stitcher, Stitcher yet?
4: We are not on Stitcher yet. Can I knew we that get was on coming. Stitcher
3: people? Can we, we please get on some Stitcher?
4: That's help us out, of out our here, hands. people out of uh, our hands. So we're working thank
3: on it. Thank you guys, so. and uh we'll talk to you all next week. Thank you, Jimbo. Thank you, Christy, thank you, Mark.
0: From executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil svitek Kevin Undergaro, show producer Jimbo Frank, managing editor of Afterbuzz Wrestling Christy Olson, and managing producer of Afterbuzz Wrestling Mark Medonica, and the entire Xbox 12360 staff. We would like to thank you for tuning in. Feel free to like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow Xpoc on Twitter at the Xpoc and email us at xpoc12360show at gmail.com. This has been a presentation of the AfterBuzz TV Network. Buzz you later!